today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Jason. Derek here. So uh, it is really interesting. I was going to say stunning, but it's interesting that Chris Rock, I think, has squandered a lot of the goodwill after the slap with his crack about Nicole Brown Simpson. This was exactly my thought as well. He, in the wake of the Will Smith incident at the Oscars, he played it perfectly. We talked about it. He didn't He didn't react on stage. He stayed quiet and didn't pile on Will Smith as the world was piling on Will Smith. And we were like, wow, he's handling this with such a plum. This move is the first one where now Will Smith looks better. Will Smith has made a... Well, I think a, he looks better. I, I, I do, actually. I think Will Smith has no. made this full-throated apology. This has nothing to do with I don't Will think Smith. you want to compare them. I okay, think we don't need to compare them. But it has nothing to do with he, Will Smith. Well, fair enough, fair enough. But so we let's should explain. Let's, let, let's explain what happened. So Chris, so Chris Rock came out and said that he's not going to do the Oscars next year. He was invited to do it, said he's not going to do it, and he compared it to going to the restaurant happens to be called. He said this would be like Nicole Brown Simpson going to Met, going back to Metzaluna. Metzaluna, me going to the the Oscars. Okay, so a joke, but the joke is about a woman who almost was beheaded by O.J. Simpson. Yes. That's the problem, and um, but it's what's the problem? Well, I think it's more. I think it's more complicated. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, he first of all. It's inaccurate. Well, but this gets a whole... Let me interrupt for one well, second. It's inaccurate. I don't think that the problem is that he took a shot at Nicole Brown Simpson, the the victim of a horrible, brutal murder. And the problem is it wasn't funny and it was inaccurate. If it was funnier, I think he gets away with it. I think we've seen that through comedy. If it's funny enough, you get away with it. I, I think this is part of this third problem, which is Chris Rock is starting to set, sell dated jokes. This was part of the problem with Jada Pinkett Smith. He told a joke about G.I. Jane, which to your point of, if something's funny enough, it passes. He's telling dated jokes. Chris Rock funny. is one of the legends of comedy, and he's telling a joke about something in 1994. Do you know what this sounds like? It's strange. What's the name of the show? Is it Hacks with Gene Smart? Yes, yes. It feels it's a great like, show, by the way. A fabulous show. But it feels like, you know, when she was on stage, and was kind of telling those older jokes, and then the writer woman yes. said, "Hey, you got to update it." Yes, uh, you know, maybe part of it is that we should explain it's inaccurate because the if he's talking about the scene of the crime, he should have been talking about Bundy, not Mezzaluna, where she had eaten dinner before she went back home to Bundy. Right, yes. right, right. But the bigger thing is, look, her family is really outraged by it. Um, it, it, the reason I say it's more complicated is a what you just said, which I think is really a valid point that. You know, funny often trumps a lot. Good, bad taste. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but secondly, you know, he told much more difficult jokes about that. Yes. 10 years, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe it was eight or nine years after the murders. He told a joke. I didn't even want to repeat it. I mean, it was. It's a very famous joke, too. It's in one of his big, big specials. And you're right. I, I don't know if we should even describe the joke, but it was sort of a she's got to come in kind of, kind of thing. That was the that was exactly joke. what but it was. Yeah. But it was a joke. It was a. It, and it, it worked, by it the way. He was hysterical. a giant of comedy. Yeah. So here's my question. If he told that joke today and, you know, somehow weaved this slap thing in, if he told yeah. that joke today, would there be criticism? There might there be. Because there wasn't back then. There might be, but but I, I, I know the world has changed, but I still think that humor, and I think that we see it in the comedy of Dave Chappelle most, most uh, notably, if it's funny enough, nobody cares. And if they, there's some people care. Some yeah. people loud enough. It's a high-risk, high-reward proposition high ri- these days more than ever. That, that's a true statement. Right. 
You think it changes everything? You don't think it wouldn't have worked today? today I don't think. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that joke I, would not have flown oh, today. I disagree. You, it, that, there was no time. It was funny. That, yeah, even that's 20 that's years a ago. blazing hot button. Not yeah, just blazing. a hot button. But even 25 years ago, that joke was a lot of people were like, oh, no, he didn't. You, you yeah, know, but the oh, no, he didn't used to result from laughter. Now it results from outrage. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more voices. When you say, oh, oh, no, he didn't say yeah. that. It used to be. Wow. But he don't, re- don't you think if that joke was pitched today in our newsroom, we would talk about the the cancel culture and what it's doing to society and it's a joke. But and- we are talking about that. And and and, and I guess the, yeah. the issue. What do you say to, to Nicole Brown's sister who, who, sa- who says who it- says we're still the survivors of this and you're making light of my sister's brutal, brutal murder? But what if, it's what, hard to say anything then, to her. Jason, she sort what of if has he's, a trump card. What if he was accurate and he said it would be like going back to Bundy? Well, putting I, I keep <laughs> yeah, going, no, 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 I'm bothers you I keep so going much. back to Why? No, that doesn't bother me as much. Yeah, I keep going back well, to you know, you said funny? Accuracy. I did. That's one of the things. Is it really funny? I think it gets away with it. I, I I don't even know how we can look at it otherwise. There are jokes told today that are w- as bad as this. Any we make fun of everything. We've heard World Trade Center jokes. We've heard uh, you know Fukushima sure. jokes. We've heard Holocaust jokes are a staple. We can laugh at you them think it's, if they're you, funny. You think it's a. You think he's getting dragged because it's just stale. I think it's yes, not funny. I think it's the stale part. I think I think people are now starting wow. to critically reexamine the incident with Will Smith and wondering, wow, is Chris Rock corny? Is he stale at this point? Which for guys of my generation, he was the largest comic. He was way bigger than Big Chappelle, uh, Dave Chappelle at a time. He was just oh sure, sure. immediately yeah. on Mount Rushmore. So to think that he's now getting lame and telling sort of hack jokes about 1990s, you know, murders, which were jokes on late night. But television do we kill a guy for one bad the joke? 90s? Do we kill a guy for one bad joke? Is that is this the high risk high reward? Well, is it a pattern now though? Yeah. The GI Jane oh, joke. Oh, GI Joe was funny. I like that joke. Oh, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> okay, it's a dated <laughs> reference too, though. I, I, yeah, I, I, I have yeah. a question. Yeah, what if he said? What if he used Gabby Petito? <laughs> People say who? No, 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 uh, no, no. If she used Gabby Petito, look, I, I keep going back. My, my standard is if it's funny and uh, not my standard. I believe that in society, if it's funny enough, you can make a joke about anything. Now, to Derek's point, the newer it is, and the, more, the more, the more sort of insensitive it is, the more, the greater the risk is. But if it's funny enough, you can take the greatest See, risk. I, I, and I, great I, comedians I, like to live at that edge. I, That's I where humor t- is as well. You, so. you know, listen to Bill Maher. He is saying, I mean, Bill Maher is a stand-up comic. And yeah. he is saying comedy is on the ropes, if not dead at this point. But that's his criticism. But it's maybe, he's supporting Chris Rock. Yeah, he's, oh, he's yeah. saying, he's saying, don't oh, drag yeah, him yeah, for, yeah, yeah. No, for no, no, jokes no. But when Jason's yeah. saying funny trumps all... He does not agree with that. But Dave Chappelle points in the other direction, right? Well, I mean, he made he made Dave Chappelle's taking his own heat. Yes, but it's not affected his career at all. There's always going to be people in the corner shouting and screaming. Let me ask you a question. Why does the accuracy of it bother you so much? Is it that you have such a close history with the coverage of O.J. Simpson? Because your take on the accuracy being the problem is is pretty unique to you. But only because most people just blew past. I understand that, but I lived this. It was my whole life. But I'm I'm with you on, on this because... The joke is equally funny or not funny, but equally funny. I know why if he it, uses Bundy. No, no, no. We right, got we're, right. we, guys. We got to. And so it's on. clumsy. He didn't like here, sort of here, work it here, out. Here's why it really bugs me. Yes, go ahead. Mezzaluna sucked, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a terrible. It, it was just it, the food was lousy. Yeah. I think. And as it, I told you before, not the worst part of Nicole's night. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that the rigatoni, but it 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 stayed around for years and years and years because it became a tourist yes, trap. Yes. Uh, anyway, so maybe yeah, that's... I got it. It grates okay? on you. Okay. <laughs> it's a raw nerve. Madonna. Um, <laughs> I, I I love her now. I mean, I, I liked her before. I loved her music. I was kind of amused by her. But 
I just love that she's in her 60s and, you know, and everybody's saying, oh, she's acting like she's 20 and blah, blah, blah. I love this. And maybe it's because of my age, but also maybe because you you know, when you get older, you're told, okay, you have to act this way now. You can't, if you feel, you know, anything involving youth, you shouldn't express it because people are just going to make fun of you and that you're past it. And that's such bullshit. Hmm? And I love that she just is moving forward. She doesn't care. People are saying, oh, you're acting 20 and you're in your 60s and all that shit. I love that she's doing this. I love it. I, I really have, do. I have a different... Do you want to uh, set it up a little bit, what she did? Why so don't we she, play it? Yeah, let's play it. Any recent book recommendations? Have you read my sex book? Oh, girl, I've done many things with it. <laughs> Greatest guilty pleasure? Sex. Current favorite obsession? Sex. What's a decision you made that, looking back, maybe wasn't the best idea? Getting married. Both times. What's your favorite thing to make? Wait for it. Love. What keeps you going? Sex. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think we get that. That's enough. We, got we, get the we got it. We got it. We got it. Did you want to? I think give I, you? I think I have a different take yeah, than you. So I, I. I appreciate that Madonna is sort of vivacious and youthful, even in her sixties. What bothers even me? in her sixties? That's my, that's my point. <laughs> I know you Look, made my point. I kind of did. She didn't want to put on her house frock and slippers and be a sixty-year-old like like most sixty-year-olds. She's going to do it in her Madonna like way. Most sixty-year-olds. What? Well, uh, I mean, most. Let me ask you a question. The, what bothers me a little bit is Madonna is the queen of of sort of reinventing herself and it seems stale to me that's what's uh, uh, wrong okay. with this is, so is this, this, is, is this stale. our stale theme so i think i think it's great madonna like sex i think it's great that whatever age you are you get into sex the whole thing this is pathetic why me. it's not because of her age it's because she has shown over i grew up with madonna i yep. was 13 when she came out doing all of her material girl stuff doing like a virgin stuff she was everything this to me is put on it's meant for presentation. Desperately it's not grasping for desperately relevancy. Desperately grasping for relevancy in this weird, overproduced YouTube video that is kind of awkward to watch. Her sex, sex, sex. I just, I, I, what's your favorite snack? What's his name? Oh my God. L listen to the soundtrack. Doesn't it sound like you're in the 90s too? It doesn't sound current. It sounds like a woman it trying does. to be current. And that's what is bothering me about Madonna is she's not gently going into that good night. To your point. No, but, that no is, that's messed no, up. No, no, no. Not, well, not she she go no, 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 no. But Derek is saying. <laughs> uh, she's too old. Uh, Derek's uh, saying she's too old. Yeah, no. Yeah. Derek and is saying. That, right. Derek is proving my point. Yeah. She could pivot to the new no, uh, uh, 60s version I just don't find it authentic. Of I just find it totally what, inauthentic. Well, that's part of what I'm saying. A, what is a 60s version of Madonna? Just explain. Waddling around in fishnets saying sex is your favorite thing to do isn't what it, is yeah, what waddling. is what She's is incredible this? shape. You didn't She's answer. Like a good you didn't answer the question. <laughs> what what is what does it what mean is to be the 60s version of Madonna? The 60s version of Madonna would be sort of thoughtful and reflective on her past, but but different. More, more Tina of, Turner. In a, more in Tina a, Turner. How about that? Yeah. Tina Turner still has a sex appeal, but it doesn't strike me in the Tina same Turner, desperate way. Tina Turner was good, in... Good point. Tina Turner, what I think was in her... In late fifties, maybe sixties, when she was still performing, and 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 looked just incredible. No, that's, that's Why does it bother point. us less? You have to tell us because there's something about Madonna. Tina Turner doesn't bother. I would take. I'm speaking no, for you, but, but I find her. I celebrate or, or, her. Like Cher. 
I mean, Cher too. I love Cher. Okay, yeah, Madonna Cher because just, Cher, Cher was authentic. Cher from the beginning was this outrageous person. This, this to me, well, this, uh, Madonna like, was that outrageous. Not, not in was, this guess, way, but, but uh, I don't know. This, it feels totally authentic. Helen Helen Mirren, sex forward into her sixties, right? Talked about it all the time. It was authentic for her. This to me seems just like an act. Like she's desperately trying for people to say how awesome and sexy she is instead of just being authentic. Helen Mirren wouldn't say her favorite snack is a fat dick. You know, there's something like desperate about doing it. You don't it. know what Helen Mirren likes. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, okay, there's a like, decorum, but, no, Madonna. But, but, but you, you are the looking. Fact you at, said that next to me is gross. By the way. Go, you're sorry. looking at decorum. I mean, I know all of this is yeah. code for sitting back in a lazy boy and getting ready to die. And you know that is. That's exactly what you're saying. That when you get older, and I'm just saying this because I am older and. And, you know, and and I don't know whether this is defensive, but I don't think it is. I mean, I am not ready to just say, you know, I'm going to sit in a sofa and just watch TV for the rest of my life and rot. I'm just not going to do it. Although you do long for a Barca lounger. I do long for a Barca. No, no, I do. I'm not saying I don't. But I did did when I was much younger. Right, right. That's just been a consistent theme in your life. But my point is, is that... You know, to to dismiss her and say it's pathetic because of her age. There are a lot of people in their 30s who are way less vibrant, way less in shape, way less everything than Madonna. Yeah. And so what's your point? That just age means you basically retire yourself? No, it doesn't, because I do think there are these counterexamples of Tina Turner and Cher. There's just a whiff with her of desperation, which is off-putting because she but is that's Madonna. regardless of age. It was that whiff. It's was, regardless was of age. But are, are you okay, and, and with, are you okay with Cher she, wearing the same outfits that she wore when she was 40? Like the, do you believe in, like yeah. the, the leather? For some reason, I am. With Madonna, it seems like she's I'm clinging fine. to I, I, I think it's fantastic. Do you think Cher wants to be hip with the young kids as much as Madonna? It's, it's the Madonna yearning she to, wants be to be part re- of the current culture that is strange. But to why? Me. You don't think it's weird? You don't think it's weird that she's doing this weird video? But Cher wouldn't do this. Cher just comes out with wings on or whatever it is. And, and it's you're like, hey, it's Cher. This is, oh my God, what happened to Madonna? It just is. It's the it's Her last stab at cool was when she made out with Britney Spears at the VMAs. For, for me, that was kind of cool, but it was on the cusp. Well, yeah. what bothered me was, <laughs> and that was 20 at years Britney's ago. wedding when they tried to recreate it. That you just don't do. Yeah. Why did that seem desperate? Because it seems stale to me. Ah, so this one, you just <laughs> like this. Gotcha. No, you know what? <laughs> no, what? I'm, I'm just like, I, something seems stale to him. I guess, look. Something seems lame. I'm not saying that the video that we just played is awesome because I don't think it is. Mm. All I'm saying is you can't just dismiss it because she because of her age. Yes. Yeah. You can dismiss it because it may be lame and may be forced and may not be authentic. But to say it's about age, to me, it's like, I, I, you know, and and maybe you re- you I would have probably said what you're saying if I were your age again, but I'm not. Right. And I see it differently now. Let me ask you one more question, then we can move on from this. Is Madonna in on the joke of her being older and doing this? That's or or really that's what I wonder, because self-awareness Cher's matters in, a lot. Cher's Cher knows. Cher yeah. knows that this leather outfit is absurd. Does Madonna know? If she does, I, I feel totally differently about it. I don't think she does. That's the problem for yeah. me. Hey, before we um, move on, I just want to talk a little bit about our Michael Jackson special. Um, this is going to air on Fox Network Tuesday night uh, at 8 o'clock, and then it's going to be on Hulu the next day. I got to tell you, we spent four or five months on this thing and you know, and had done several years of research before over the years. If you think Conrad Murray is responsible for Michael Jackson's death 
and that's the end of the story, you don't understand what happened to Michael Jackson. It is shocking. We have the lead detective in the case, Orlando Martinez, who says on camera that he thinks that it was unfair to lay all this blame on Conrad Murray. This is the lead detective. We have the a deputy coroner in charge of the case saying the same thing, pointing at another doctor, a guy named Arnie Klein, and others that just fueled Michael Jackson's addiction for years. We have Debbie Rowan, who is Michael Jackson's ex-wife. She would not talk about Michael because she can't or she won't, but she she worked for Arnie Klein for 27 years, and the things that went on in that office that she talks about are unbelievable, unbelievable. We have a bodyguard that Michael ja- that uh, that Michael Jackson had, who saw firsthand what happened to Michael Jackson when a doctor got his hands on his on his arm, and it is just shocking. And I think anybody who watches this is going to completely change their view of what happened to this guy. And it's really sad, but it started with a Pepsi commercial where an accident happened and 25 years later ended with his death. It is really shocking. Dr. Conrad Murray was convicted of killing Michael Jackson, but that's not the real story. Who really killed Michael Jackson? Doctors like Arnold Klein, who regularly plied patients with opioids. People died. In some way, I was part of it. Give me a minute. I will always love Michael. There's a lot of folks to blame that have never had a reckoning. TMZ investigates who really killed Michael Jackson, September 6th on Fox. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Oh my God. <laughs> to, first of all, first of all, when I saw the photographs of the top secret documents seized at Mar-a-Lago, um, I had no doubt where they were taken because nobody in the federal government would have a carpet that tacky. <laughs> uh, you yeah. saw the carpet under. I, I, I didn't notice, but I assume well, carpet. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And he had this crap in his desk. Uh, he had. They, they found. Oh a- my. god. God. They found a hundred documents. Uh, he looks the, like the a hoarder. D- DOJ it's came strange. out. They said they found a hundred documents, uh, three hundred twenty classified documents so far. A hundred of them, eight of the three of them were in his various desks in his office. These are top secret. The most secret documents are of an entire government. And there were rumors initially that there were nuclear secrets. He had. But I'm not his, sure that's true. There were rumors. Of, uh, right, no, uh, no. The Washington initially. Post said they were. Yes. Nobody's talked about that, but they're clearly of the highest the level. The highest possible level. And the idea 
that, I mean, they're in his desk. Actually, his desk doesn't bother me as much as the basement because other people had access to the basement. They could get badminton equipment there. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's like, and and they had these foreign nationals who were coming into Mar-a-Lago on false pretenses. I don't know if you've been reading yeah. about that. Yeah. So the government's now trying to assess what the damage to this is. And, and they don't know because they don't know who had access. And what they're trying to figure out is, you know, if the Russians had access, then this. If the Chinese had access, then this. If Iran had access, and th- and it's all theoretical, but they're looking at all these documents, and nobody knows who saw them. It, I mean, it's this really? is Donald Trump sloppy or nefarious, though. That's what I well, can't get my head around because when you why did he take him? You got for you got you got to start with why so, would he take? So them? Michael Cohen, yeah. his former lawyer, was on a podcast yesterday, and he asked that very question. He said, "You got you have to look at Donald Trump. He's always transactional. Everything he does is transactional. It's not for keepsakes." Everything is transactional. If he took them, he had a plan for them. He had, even if it's a latent plan, even if somebody's going to hold in the back of his mind and use later on, he had a plan for them. He didn't take them just to have them. Right. He saw these are important documents. These could have value for me and took them. That's yeah. that the idea. And, That's okay. Right. Uh, and Whether he knew that value at the moment or he sensed in a, a, a future value, someone else it was might value. Want what, what we know is he didn't take them because he liked reading them, because he didn't read anything. He probably never read these documents right. and, and, and may know generally what they are, but probably more importantly, he knew they were top secret and that was important enough and he takes all of this stuff. I mean, it's pretty... I mean, to me, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. And the idea which he keeps throwing out there that this was he had declassified. Oh, that's just stupid. Which that's he certainly a, has the right to declassify, he, but he didn't do it. And there's a process. Yeah, for no, that's just stupid. And the idea that he's going to declassify by the top way, secret documents. By the way, yeah, if they were declassified. It's still the government's property. It's still the government. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. He right. doesn't the designation. matter. Right. So the point is, is that it is what it is. Yeah. And if it says top secret, it's top secret. But the information is the information is the information. Right. That information stays with the government, not Donald Trump. Right. And whether well, how you store them is different, right? If he declassifies them, if they're not classified them about the one is thing not I, as big of a deal. The one thing I know yeah. is that. You, the National Archives doesn't store stuff in a basement where you can get badminton equipment. <laughs> Aren't you desperate to know what the three documents in his desk are? There's a reason those three documents were yes. were removed, yes. were seconded yes. by him yes. personally yes. in yes. his desk. The yes. reason that's fascinating is because it goes to his state of mind. And by the he way, that, thought those were it, interesting. And it's not because way. of the most secret. It's not because he doesn't care about nuclear secrets, to your point. He was never, and by his own admission, he never read everything that was presented to him. These are documents that impacted him. Yes. That's why he has those three documents. I'm dying to know what's in those. They're yeah. endlessly fascinating because it's hard to get in his state of mind and not just think of him as a bloviating fool but if he actually intentionally put something in a desk that were separate and apart from the ones in the badminton you know drawer or the badminton basement that's the the object of fascination for me i agree with you go ahead the macron thing is just it no it really (laughs) makes him look like an extortionist yeah he's got he's got sex it really makes him look like an extortionist the president of france this is this is really bad yeah i mean there's a lot that's bad this is really bad and, you know, at first you think, okay, these are documents. It doesn't really even come close to January 6th. But the more you oh, start thinking the about it, could be done. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. damage that could be done here yeah. is just immense. Yeah. And what was he going to do with these documents? Right, yeah. What was he going to do with them? He wasn't going to put them in the presidential library because he knew the National Archives wanted it. Yeah. So why did he have these documents? There's no answer to that question. The person, oh, there is an answer. Well, I just don't think we have it. Well, quite fair, yet. fair enough, of course. Yeah. But but real quick, the person who's really in jeopardy here, Donald Trump, 
I, I still doubt he will ever do jail time for this, but the real person in jeopardy, there's a lawyer and her name is now surfaced. They kept it uh, uh, quiet, but it's now surfaced. I don't have it at the tip of my tongue, but she signed the affidavit under penalty of perjury that they had turned over every record yeah. in, in the Trump's possession. That was that a lie. It's, it's, it's proven now to be a yeah. lie. She's going to be prosecuted. <laughs> you can't let this person off when they sign that document. Although they're going to say, DOJ. well, he told us and I relied on him. Well, right. no, no, no. She, she, she was in the warehouse where there are other boxes that had already been taken out of there. So and, let me ask you, ton of witnesses, final witnesses. question. Yeah. Does the National Archives have everything or did he move some stuff where they didn't find Impossible it? Impossible to know. You'd have to, you'd have to believe he moved things, right? You have to. I think well, so. Well, only if he knew this raid was coming. Well, he did. He knew they were looking for the documents because they asked him to turn over stuff and they, I assume, no, told him it was incomplete and he said was turn over hiding, more. He was yeah. hiding things. So, you know, it, it, did he know there was going to be a raid that day? No, but did he think there could be a raid? At some point, he had lawyers. Yeah. That's Somebody, why he put the three documents in his desk. He didn't know they looked there. I, I got <laughs> to think that. I, I, I just, the last place they'll look is my desk drawer. <laughs> right, right, right. And you know what? I want to I just say one other thing. This is a totally different topic, but I was thinking of it last night. Um, you know, I was watching, uh, God, I don't remember. I was watching either, I think, MSNBC last night. And I just thought to myself, I want to turn to Fox and I want to watch how they're telling stories. And God, you know, when you when you look at the two, when you look at cable news and how tribal it's all become, yeah. you you know, one side cannot understand the the worldview of the other side right. on yeah. both sides. Right. And then when you watch the way things are presented and fed. You get it. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, I, I'm not, not like taking sides. No, no. The silos just, are completely right. the same I, I, information delivered and packaged in very different ways. I, I think it's really important for everybody, no matter what they believe, to watch the other side. Yes. Because you got to understand why half the country so disagrees with you, whichever right. side you're on. Right. Yeah. And the fact that people can't understand it, and that doesn't mean that somebody who receives information and processes it, that they're inherently, you know, you know, stupid or right. fucked up or whatever. It's that this is the information they're being yeah. fed yeah. on both sides. And, you know, it's just a better way of understanding people you disagree right. with. Right. It, it really stunned me. It was so it, incredible. The information, by the way, that you're getting from the right, from Fox and others, is all about how are you guys ignoring Hunter Biden? They keep saying that there is a direct link between Hunter Biden's illegal acts and President Biden. Well, Hunter Biden's a big deal, but they talk about other stuff, too. But, and on but the, the other CNN doesn't talk about no, that, they, of course they don't. Ever. They don't bring it up. It, it's right. just everything is so tribal yeah. that, you know, if and what happens is you tend to go to what you would agree with and shut out the other side because you think it's so awful. But I think you've got to listen to the stuff you think is awful yeah. to understand why half the country isn't with you. Right. Period. Right. right. 100%. See you yeah. Friday. Or see you tomorrow, actually. 